Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. Today we are going to be reviewing Legends of Tomorrow, Season 2, Episode 1, Out of Time. Uh, before we get into spoilers, we'll do a little non-spoiler section here. Uh, Zach, what would you think of this episode? So uh, this is actually the very first episode of Legends of Tomorrow that I've ever watched. Um, so I had uh, somewhat of an idea just because, you know, we did that season one recap where you kind of explained it. But then I also watched um, just some clips from it and it seemed like super cheesy and like almost hard to get into. And I, I think I was pleasantly surprised by this episode. Um, there's definitely some cheesy points, but it's not so cheesy or over the top that I wasn't interested or invested in what was happening. Right. And I think it it definitely got cheesy at some points in season one. I think this was one of my favorite episodes, probably at this point of Legends of Tomorrow, probably the best balanced. They sort of it seems like they know what they want to do now. And, you know, it's just an action time travel romp and they're not really doing anything, trying to get too serious at times or and they're not trying to be too cheesy or over the top. I think it was balanced pretty well. It wasn't a great episode, but it was still a pretty good episode and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. you I really like um, the character Mick. Okay. Is, yeah. So I, I really liked him, and he's he's featured a lot in this episode. Um, some of the other characters I think maybe I'll warm up to, but he, he definitely stood out to me. Yeah, it's interesting. He's He was over the top a little time, a lot, well, quite a bit in the Flash episodes he was in and in at some points in season one, he developed quite a bit as the season went along, and I really enjoyed him in this episode. It might be my favorite for, favorite episode for McRory. So he was really good throughout. I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. um, some other things that stood out to me, though, was like there's a we'll talk about it more when we get into it. But there's kind of a part where they it feels like they rushed everything like it. It seems like it could have been a story that they spread out across a couple episodes, if not even the whole season. And right. they just wrapped the whole thing up in this episode in like five minutes. Right. Yeah, that was surprising. I I liked what they set up there, but yeah, they did brush it over. I wouldn't necessarily need to see the full season, but maybe a couple episodes of that. Uh, mm -hmm. We can get into that more later. But yeah, any other non-spoilery thoughts? No, I think everything else I need to talk about, you're going to have to put your spoiler muffs on. So <laughs> Spoiler muffs, yes. So we're going to get into spoilers now. So obviously, be warned. All right, so this episode starts, and we meet Nate Haywood, who's going to be a new series regular, I think, on, on this season. He wasn't in the first season, and he appears to be a historian who notices that there's been some differences in the time stream. So subtle differences, nothing major, um, but he's noticed, the, noticed them. So he goes to Oliver Queen to ask for help, old Mayor Queen there. Yeah. So this is and, one of those things about time travel you just have to like not think about, like, how does he notice that things have changed? Like if they've changed, then he doesn't know what they were originally supposed to yep. be. Yep. Anyways. And I, I try not to think about it too much or else my mind will go into circles for a long time. Right. I always, I always think of that. I think it's the second Austin powers when there's talk, talking about time travel and Basil just says, it's best just not to think about it too much and play along. <laughs> that's, that's sort of how I go go with it but yeah so he goes to oliver queen to help and oliver queen of course doesn't trust him or believe him at first because that's what he does and then he finally does convince him and so they find out that the wave rider is crashed in the ocean i don't remember if they say which one so they decide to go check it out 
whichever one is closest to Starling City. Right. I, I always I've always thought of it as a West Coast thing. Yeah. So must be over there. Um, eventually they get they get in the Wave Rider and find out that McRory is there still alive. Uh, that's got a funny part where Oliver Queen points out that he's in stasis and Nate's just so confused. Whoa, how'd you know that? And of course it says right on the monitor that he's in stasis <laughs> and we find out later he's apparently been there for about 74 years. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, this whole episode's in flashbacks mostly for the, for the main story. And we see that in 1942, the, the legends discovered that in 1942, something had happened with time. And New York City was actually nuked. So they have they decide to go back to 1942, even though they were told not to by Rex Tyler. They decide to go back anyway and try to stop New York from getting nuked. And that leads to a whole series of events where they have to capture Albert Einstein because they think he's responsible because the Germans abducted him. So they go to basically kidnap him first, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this I think this is the only part that maybe almost took me out of the episode was just how goofy Albert Einstein was <laughs> yeah. and like the way he was acting, which I know it's supposed to be played up for laughs, but I was just like, that's, I don't think that's how Einstein actually acted. Yeah. It's, I don't know how historically accurate that is, but yeah, he's a, he was a creepy guy in this episode. Yeah. And so they, uh, long story short, basically they find out that Einstein wasn't, even though they kidnapped Einstein to keep him from building the bomb, they figured out that it wasn't him. It was his ex-wife who he did work with. Yeah, she apparently so, had all of the nomi- all of the knowledge needed to build an atomic bomb. Right. And they should have gone back to like earlier than 1942 because she's already built the bomb. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. That's not how time travel works. So well, um, time travel works however the story needs it to work. Exactly. So in this story it needed to already be built. And um so Damien Dark is the one behind all this. Did you already say that? No, but they yeah, okay. that that comes up, it's revealed that Damien Dark is there mm-hmm. and sort of leading the atomic bomb. Yeah, so obviously um, White Canary is not too happy about that because he it was he, not so nice to her sister. Yeah, he killed Laurel in season four of Arrow, so she wants to, she's got her chance to take him out. She thinks, well, kill him now, and um, then Laurel will be alive in present day. Uh, she hasn't learned from the Barry Allen school of Flashpoint yet. <laughs> So she thinks that'll be one big happy ending, (laughs) but uh, luckily Ray Palmer is there and talks her out of it, or at least delays it for now, her -hmm. attempts at killing him. Uh, And there was a lot of him in his suit and a lot of cool, coolish special effects of him in his suit. I know that they, a lot of times they don't do that because that that costs a lot of money, but I think they they put some budget behind this episode. I will say it's, it's nice that Ray got a new, his suit looks the same, I think, but he did get a new helmet which fits his face much better and it just looks a lot cooler. I know that they, the one from last season sort of fit awkwardly on his face and sort of gave his chin a permanent double chin. And it's not like, <laughs> it's not like Brandon Routh is like a big chubby guy. It's just, it just right. fit him weird, but this looks a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. And we also got to see Firestorm a couple times, I think actually. So yeah, they, it seems like they went all out with this being a season premiere. We got a lot of Firestorm action. Yeah, and um, so going back to the nuke, it, it's it been built, Damien Dark has it, and he takes it on a German U-boat, and so they take the Wave Rider, which ironically enough is pretty terrible at underwater combat, <laughs> um, and they're basically chasing the submarine and getting shot at, 
and he it's called the shoots... wave rider not the under wave Un- rider under wave floater swimmer yeah <laughs> um so they so they're chasing the u-boat they get torpedo shot at them everything is going to heck and they shoot the damien dark and the nazis shoot the nuke and rip's only option is to throw the wave rider in the way of the nuke so that it doesn't hit the city right try to blow it up before it blows up in new york right and so his what he has to do to save the team is i don't remember what they called it but basically it just splits the whole team up and randomly puts them in some different time period right splits them up throughout time so they're safe for some reason the only thing that bothered me about that is that uh, we established early on in season one that firestorm could absorb the energy from a nuclear blast and absorb all the radiation and everything so i don't know why they didn't just like i don't i don't know if he can't do that until it explodes but earlier in the episode they had ray working on it on you know disabling the bomb i don't know why they wouldn't have the physicist doing that and then worst case scenario the bomb goes off and you just absorb it yeah well this works for the story, I guess. But, yeah, that's one of those things you gotta <laughs> overlook with, especially with people this powerful. You just kind of, right? Like, if they're smart, they could stop everything before it. You know, they're way overpowered for who they're facing. But oh well. So they they've split up the whole team, um, but we see that Mick doesn't actually get sent because he's too weak at this point to yeah. get. Time travel is very dangerous, Zach. If you if you get sent through time when you're injured, who knows what could happen. So he's he's just kind of stuck on the ship. Yeah. And so all of this is kind of, um, this is just Mick retelling the story to Oliver Queen and uh, Dr. Nate Haywood, the new historian character that's going to be on the show. Um, and so basically they decide that they need to go round up all of the legends. And Oliver's like, well, I don't got time for that. So he just kind of disappears. <laughs> if you're a historian, you don't do anything important, apparently. So right. just, just you can take care of it. So Mick and Nate go to round up uh, all the legends. And this is the part that I thought at least could have been like maybe its own episode, if not a couple episode arcs. Like yeah. they could have, if they wanted to, they could have made a whole season out of this, I think, going oh, yeah. to rescue all, all the different people in different time periods. But it was just like five minutes. Yeah, it's really weird that like how they decided to do that i guess i would have yeah i don't know if i wanted to see the whole season because that would sounds tricky but at least an episode where the team split up and they've got a you know rescue ray from a dinosaur or i don't know why ray doesn't have his adam suit on maybe he can't recharge it in jurassic times i guess but you know and then they rescue sarah from the salem salem witch trial basically um yeah i don't know I would have liked to have seen an episode, but I, when they set that up, I thought it would at least lead into the next episode, but then they just resolved it in like two minutes. Yeah. And so, yeah, they get the whole team back together and then they go back and stop the nuke because they have Einstein explain that his ex-wife works with him. Right. Or so, but that's their plan to fix it. Right. So they, yeah, they did, they did go back in time and have, you know, Einstein say his wife was responsible so she apparently didn't go to the germans with the information for the nuke this is where we're talking about time travel i just can't think too hard because yeah. <laughs> if i try to figure out the entire time stream it will make my head hurt um yeah but then you know sort of the ending there's a long ending where a couple cool things pop up this was one of my favorite parts of the episode what about you definitely yeah this is the part where i i had seen them round up the team and go back in time and i'm like okay this is kind of 
I don't know how I feel about this show, but then these next couple things happen. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch the rest of the season because this is interesting. Yeah, so they set up some really cool things. So the whole episode, they point out that somebody's got to be traveling through time and screwing things up. You know, how else did the bomb originally, not originally, but in the second timeline, get blown up in New York? Um, Somebody screwed that up because that's not supposed to happen. Um, So it, it turns out that Eobard Thon, aka Reverse Flash, is dun, dun, dun. is is working with Damien Dark. Yeah, so this just opens up a whole can of worms. Like, <laughs> so is he creating other timelines? Like, what is he doing there? What is his purpose for doing this? What when is this happening in relation to what's going on in Flash? Like, are these timelines at the same time? And it doesn't really make sense because they're traveling through time. Yeah, so like. If you were to make a chart of where everybody is at any given time and any given reality, I don't think you could fit it on a reasonably sized piece of paper. Right. There would be a crisis on infinite Earths. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing this is an Eobard Thawne from a different time from what's, mm-hmm. you know, the one who's been in the last couple episodes of Flash. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh. So just at, a, at some other time he popped out and then. I don't know what his goal is, you know, why he let, why he would want a nuke to blow up. I don't know what he's after, Mm -hmm. Um, but it sets up a cool thing because we already know the big bad of this season is going to be the Legion of Doom of some kind. So Damien Dark and Reverse Flash and others will be teaming up to take on the Legends. And then the other cool thing we see, of course, is the introduction. You know, they're they're back in 1942, the Legends are, everything's hunky-dory, and then we see... They're trying to take off, and then the JSA pops in and says, don't leave. What are you guys? Yeah. What are you weirdos? I don't know. It's sort of the cheesy introduction. Like, you don't – I feel like if you're a heroic team, you wouldn't say, hey, we're the Justice Society of America. Don't mess with us. Right. But it was cool to see them all lined up there in live action. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I think the Justice League movie, that's going to be <laughs> – that's how it's going to open. They're just going to be like, hi, we're the Justice League. And we're here to stop you. Yeah. They're going to have the like the Will Smith line from Suicide Squad. We're some kind of Justice League. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but so cheesiness, a little bit of cheesiness aside, obviously not a lot of people know who, I shouldn't say not a lot of people, but probably some people watching the show have no idea who the Justice Society of America is. So that's, they're introducing themselves, whatever. But so all of that aside. Yeah, that's it why they had, cool. I mean, it, it makes sense for people watching yeah. it. It's just for like hardcore fans who already know that it's the JSA. It seems weird. <laughs> yeah. But um, other than that, it's pretty cool. I mean, they look, they look really cool. We've already seen pictures of them, so we already knew what they're going to look like. But it's, it got my interest for the next episode to see what is going to happen between them. Because that's, that's right where it ends, right? Like they just show up and tell them not to right. leave and then episode over. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm interested to see how they balance everything because I was kind of excited to see that they're the team sort of got smaller mm-hmm. and I was excited about that. Like we can learn more about those characters, but they're going to introduce the entire JSA. So yeah. I don't know how they're going to be able to balance both teams. And I don't know if it's going to be because the JSA worked, you know, during the World War Two era. So I don't know if this most of the season is going to be set during then or if the JSA is going to travel through time with them or what. That would be cool to have them go through time. Yeah. Yeah, it would. But yeah, so I just don't know how they're going to handle that. Yeah. And so I guess going back to what I was complaining about before about um, the whole team split up and then just resolving that in two minutes at the same time, I think I'm more interested 
in the Reverse Flash storyline and the JSA storyline. So I really can't complain too much that they wrapped it up faster. Right. The more that we talk about like what could happen based on the events from the ending of this episode, the more excited I am about yeah. what can go. Because I, I lost interest as the season went along last year because it got repetitive. But I think this can be... This is exciting. This is more excited than I've been for Legends of Tomorrow in a while. I feel like I've been saying that for all the shows, but I really, mm-hmm. I think they've all opened pretty strong. Yeah. So anything else you want to go over before we wrap this up, Zach? No, uh, I I didn't even watch the first season, so um, I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch the first season, but I think I, I'm caught up well enough that I can just keep watching this season, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested enough that I'm going to keep up with it now. Yeah, and I think... You know, if, based on the summary we did, if you understand, like, this is a ragtag bunch of people thrown together to travel through time, you really don't need to know much else from the first season. Yeah. Other than, of course, you know, we didn't talk about Rip Hunter did disappear and we don't know what happened to him in this episode. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. just kind of like a hologram that says, hey, guys, keep doing teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he left a message and we don't know what happened to him. We didn't, They didn't see a, find a body anywhere. So... I guess we'll see what happened to him in the future. I'm assuming he'll be back at some point. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for today's episode. We'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. And make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.